<laughs> Great intro, eh? I love it when that happens. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hearing in Colour with Matt Simon. Today we have a special guest. This is Tommy Boy with three eyes. That's how he spells it. And he's probably a reference to his third eye as well. So Tommy is a musician. I met him in London at the Guitar College. And he's also doing well now online with affiliate and multi-level marketing. So as a musician, he's wielding a special power in that he is not broke right now. So we're going to be talking about that, how to market yourself and how to get over the the shame barrier uh, that a lot of musicians feel with um, trying to put themselves out there and earn some money. We feel that's a fair intro. Yeah, <laughs> pretty I, good. I, I mean, I like how it sounds. Is Let's there just go with that? Would you like to add anything else, or is that sufficient? Um, no, not well. That I mean, there's much to explain. In and so let's let's just you know go straight in. Let's first talk a bit about your musical ideas and credentials. So you play guitar and sing a bit, and you've written some music. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Been involved yeah. some charity work, which has been awesome. Yeah, I would like to talk yeah. about that or not. Yeah, sure, sure. Just a just a little bit about background. So this this call, I, I really just want to talk about mindset, right? Um, but you cannot get to um, acknowledging mindset until you've done a lot of things wrong, and or, or wrong in in a way to get you to a point in life where you start understanding that mindset is actually the thing that was missing back in the day when you were working your ass off tenfold when you could have just done it with one fold and you know work smarter yeah we uh, said the other day when you um said you work in bars and you're a bit more flush financially and then did some more music stuff were broke again and now you've sort of come around again so it's different mindset and just operating in a different way which is yeah a lot of people haven't made that shift yet or are looking maybe to do that so could you dive into that oh bit? yeah 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 i mean musicians because we're so and i say we because i'm i'm you know i still have um the artistic and creative side um going on all the time um i i i find that we as musicians as artists have this um, this un this belief that we're actually now telling ourselves that we that money is actually bad. Having a lot of money is bad. Um, that trying to earn a lot of money is bad. That we need to remain broke so that we can be a true musician or an artist. Uh, at its finest peak of poverty and suffering and uh, all of that is just complete fucking bullshit it's romanticized isn't it like the suffering artist like you have to suffer emotionally and then financially and it's a lot of people don't want to sell out they don't want to do something that's purely commercial they want to do their, their pure art and then hopefully that makes money but often people are so niche or they're so bad at marketing themselves that it's not really an option so like back way back in the day people would have a patron um, like some Michelangelo for something or Leonardo da Vinci was like hired by rich people to like paint stuff but that doesn't really right. happen these days right and all that is romanticized also you know those days were hard you know the guy was probably 
shitting in a pot, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, he was he was probably, you know, I mean, yeah, there's there's some painters like in the Netherlands, obviously, where I'm from, um, they 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 were able to afford things. But that's like maybe a handful. You know, all the other ones are like nowhere to be found. And there was thousands of them. You know, you can't really go by the ones that, you know, peaked, you know, yeah. and, 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 and even those were suffering in, 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 you know, financial, uh, you know, ruins because they didn't know, they didn't know how to go about it. You know, um, if, if, um, so, so, uh, uh, me personally, um, I, I put music on hold a little bit because I wanted to, I, like you said, I've been, I've been full-time musician and earning for about 20 years, right? Until a few years ago. And through that, I learned um, songwriting and really digging deep in my heart and, and my soul and learning about lyrics. I never enjoyed lyrics so much. I was more about hooks and melodies and drums and bass and guitars and beat and the production end of things, but never really vocals, uh, you know, vocal lyrical, you know, content. And then I moved to the US and everything changed because I saw, I saw so much suffering happening. So I started writing about what I saw in the streets and what had been happening to my friends, specifically in the States now. I was full-time musician there. I was also, um, I was becoming, I, I wanted to become an entrepreneur in the States, but I was, I was, I was held back by me tearing myself between the starving musician and then trying to be successful financially. And that's like f fucking with the universe, you know, <laughs> it's like, I hate money, but why don't I have money? It's because you hate money that you don't have any money. If you love money, if you love what it can do for you and for your family and for your surroundings and for the people that you're trying to help, and you say, I love money because I know what it can do to my family, right? Now you have a possibility of making a little bit of money for yourself, your family, and your dreams, and your vision. That's the beginning element of acknowledging that actually money is a good thing. Look, that there's a guy over there who's greedy as fucking trying to screw everybody over. Screw that guy. He's not going anywhere in life. He doesn't have any friends. His family hates him. Like, that's not an example of the people who you and I are talking about, you know? 99% of the people that we know would especially the musicians, we just give everything away for a good deed. But it's because we have bills that we, that we charge a little bit of our time for the skill that we have, you know? I but if it wasn't yeah. for that, we would just give it all away, man. So let's not go by the, by the Donald Duck's uncle. What's his name? Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know what Donald, oh no, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the greedy yeah, uncle, yeah. right? I mean, that's what we see as when we're brought up. It's like every single, every single um, uh, uh, inspirational speaker that is based on mindset uh, will tell you that 
it is all about mindset. And I'm just going to only mention a few, okay? Les Brown, and, and okay, this is, these are people to look up. If you think that mindset is not relevant to your success, you need to do homework because all the people that are making it, whether it's music, uh, hospitality, uh, whatever business, everyone that is successful knows that it's down to mindset. Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, Jim Rohn. You got to check out Jim Rohn. Eckhart Tolle, Darren Hardy, Brian Tracy, T. Harv Ecker, Mel Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Simon Sinek, Brendan Bouchard, Zig Ziglar. I can go on for hours. Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer. I mean, like, just YouTube him and watch yeah. him for an hour and you will just be revolutionized mentally and you will not be holding back on all of these buy all of these old school um, uh, minds, um, old, old school financial blueprint and old school mindset bullshit that is basically keeping everybody uh, just over broke. Yeah, it's, um, so it's, it's changing their mindset, isn't it? Because you... Um people would see other people with wealth and think, oh, those assholes have been given it or they don't deserve it. Um, but then it's not the wealth itself. Obviously, it's just, it's seeing that money is a tool that can be used. It can build schools, hospitals, churches. You can do whatever you want with it. Or you can buy a yacht and go and, uh, you know, party in the Caribbean with some play bunnies. But it's it's just a thing. Spare time, <laughs> yeah, <isn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out. Yeah, I'll see you there next week. Uh, okay. But One yeah, time. It's, it's um, we're probably both bored of the Caribbean by now. <laughs> the cruise <laughs> work. <laughs> um, Actually, I haven't been to the Caribbean. Have you not? No. It's quite nice. There's some some good stuff there. But some bad things as well. You know, it's, uh, it's like any place, yeah. I guess. Of course. Of course. No, the, look, the, the people who have, uh, and this is Obama's um, uh, more, I mean, I'm not paraphrasing it right, maybe, but... Um, he stated the other day that um, it's the it's the people that have reached the highest levels in the world that have failed the most and failed the hardest. You know, you, you, um, a quick success, which happens, and it happened to me, um, happens sometimes, but very seldomly. And even it, then, and it's, it's and like, even then, it doesn't always stay up there, you know. Right. So it takes years to become an overnight success. It's not something. Yeah, but it, but this is the thing with 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 success is that um, unless you talk about happiness and keeping it really simple and living in a forest and eating trees and leaves and drinking maybe some berries, you know, yeah, maybe some berries. Like, okay, that's your success. That's your happiness. Good for you. Go do that. Don't do anything else. Go do that. That's fucking amazing but if you're if you're really trying to build empires and stuff like that you're going to keep on falling and collapsing and falling and collapsing and, and building and collapsing and building and collapsing this is just the way it goes it's a part of the thing you cannot think that oh now i'm up here now we're gonna... no don't expect that because you're going to fall and you're going to like 
fall 10 times harder than somebody that is ready for the fall, you know? So if you're, if you're going to go into entrepreneurship as an artist or as, or as anybody, you have to be ready to sacrifice, to sacrifice that about you, that it's an ego thing and it's an understanding thing. It's an, it's an acknowledgement thing. If you wanted to become an entrepreneur or a business owner, just assume that one day this might go wrong, you know, and that you're going to have to get up again and keep fighting because yeah. it's probably going to happen. It's, it's more likely that it is going to happen than that, it, than that it isn't. Do you think that seven up or night? Okay. Let's say seven up now was, is, is overnight success. I, I think maybe they did like three or four versions of it came to five up, didn't work six up, didn't work. That's seven exactly up. how it, that's exactly how it, that's exactly how it happened. And do you know who was the seven, the, um, it was six up. Okay. This is a random story, but going back to Trump for a minute, um, whether you like him politically or not, he's still done a few things in his life that were actually very credible. S uh, six up <laughs> was going on and it didn't launch. Somehow Trump was involved and he said, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who that was. Yeah. 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 It's a true story. And he was like, make it seven up and this time you're going to win. I don't know whose <laughs> really? voice this is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they did. And there it went. And Seven Up became the Fido Dido Fido Dido guy with the spiky hair. You know, it's got a bit more guy. for rhythm on it, isn't it? Seven Up, but like Six seven Up, it's not six doesn't up. flow as much. Six Up, it's like really, it's like your is it lollipop? Five Up's like a high five. Six Up doesn't work. Seven Up, like Seven, seven Up, up. Seven Up, up it's got a bit yeah, more vibe up. to it. Like it's probably like a great number, great number. <laughs> so yeah, but like so that there you go. It's like it it didn't just happen. You know, it's the same with musicians, like or artists or singers or songwriters or whatever, when you finally hit the charts and you're like, okay, let's say you have a number one. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, the guy was an overnight, overnight hit. Yeah. Overnight hit within that month, you know, maybe, but the 40 years before that don't count. Yeah. I think you know? this is again, why like, things like American Idol can be so damaging because people see that and there is a kind of fakeness to it as well some people are literally pushed through through management companies and like right we're going to like market you but like pretend you're an unsigned artist but they still get Lack people and the some of the people still who get to the the later rounds like this because they're professionals and they've had that stamina they've been kicked down a few times and like built that resilience to get there mindset, so you can't just you okay, oh, are like oh look but people love the um the sob story like oh little jimmy like his grandma died but he was always singing the shower then his dog died but now he's on american idol or britain's got talent and like vote for him because people love the underdog but it's, it doesn't work like that and you can't just jump out of something and not and then just yeah go into the um it's a high pressure world and been a perform every night and they're just not prepared for that no so a lot of it's very short-lived because of that because they just haven't I'm not saying like paid your dues as in like you don't deserve it but it builds a lot of stamina physically from being able to perform a lot and then resilience personally and just be able to handle the kind of craziness because then it's going to get even more crazy through the media yep. so you need to have been <laughs> kicked around a few times to be able to handle that yeah there's a lot of pressure there but there's a lot of pressure now too like even if you're like i've got a few things in in the pipeline i'm not going to mention now what those are and i haven't mentioned those to you privately either but it's it's going to lead to um, I was going to say a mass extinction. <laughs> um, what have you been working on? <laughs> is that why you moved to Finland? You're like, right, I'll drop this in America. I should be far enough away from 
a um, a massive shift in in everything I do, and it's all going to bring everything forward on a much grander scale. Um, it's it's basically everything together that I'm doing, right? Everything, everything is about to go to the next level. Um, and but it's it, it's because you know the reason the reason why I'm saying that now is because. I've been through those tribulations now, you know, I've gone through that like hardcore heartache, actually a lot of heartache, like a lot of letdown, you know, um, even like let down by myself as well, because there's a lot of guilt there as well, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can understand that. Right. Burning time, for example, just like I remember, and I know it's important to rest, but, um, you'd be surprised with with how much you can achieve in just 365 days. If you just improve 1% a day, that's 365% a year. It's huge. And with compound interest on that as well. And compound at 20%. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, my phones are going crazy right now. My phones are going crazy. No, <laughs> Let's take another call. Oh, there's none. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, is my phone even on? Wait, it's not. Yeah, we've literally had uh, a few emails about this. So, um, I know we didn't. <laughs> Just answering some questions here. It's okay to have, but yeah, it's okay to have slow periods in your life. But yeah, it's, I've done that as well. Like, um, look back and think I could have spent my time better, especially when the pandemic hit. There's, um, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a few YouTube things, but like, I could have, I look back now, I was like, God, I could have done so much more with my time. But well, looking that's... back is, bad to say that you know like but it's, it's gone now so no 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 it's good for those things it's good because you are on fire right now doing stuff that i have never seen you done before you know do before so it's because of you looking back and seeing yeah i can I see need that to, and i need to get into my third fourth fifth gear with this and not and not look like that guy that i was back then i was the same with actually no i wasn't <laughs> you weren't that bad you're like ah, i wasn't that bad well i, <laughs> you I were, wasn't that sometimes. bad <laughs> i wasn't that bad during the during the pandemic during the lockdown because we had a child at home and lisa my wife and i we were both working from home at the time and so we only had we did like increments of two hours throughout the day so the first two hours she would work then i would look after the kid the second increment um, she would look at the kid and I would work and then, you know, um, you're back yeah. and forth four times a day. So you would have only increments of two hours every time. Right. So you've got, you've got two options is sleep or work. I, ideally you would want to sleep, but you know that yeah. you're going to be able to sleep. So for me, lockdown was a, 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 a very structured, um, <laughs> shithole <laughs> what a fucking nightmare of a place that was right jeez it was it was horrible it's horrible but it builds you up you know and and it makes you um, use that time wiser and connect with people who you you know who are going to be there with you you know like yeah i can burn i can burn uh, i can burn two weeks on uh, going out and you know drinking or, or whatever, but I don't want to, I've got goals. I've got a vision. My vision is really strong and my missions are now in place, you know, and those missions can be, you know, replaced later too, as long as the vision stays strong, 
And so I don't really have time to go out and drink. I don't have time to hang out with people. And, uh, you know, I don't have time to, to buy expensive stuff. I don't have time to, um, like, yeah, uh, uh, you know, like, like, unless it's like actually using that specific time for like therapeutically, actually, like, you know, people work from Monday to Friday and then Friday they get fucked up and spend a hundred bucks or whatever, and then recover, try to recover for two days after that. And then actually not having rested at all and spend a hundred bucks. So 400 bucks a month. And then they're complaining about being extortionately tired and broke. And because they're, they're just laying in front of a TV three, four hours a night. And, and you're like, yeah, but can you just analyze this situation? You want all these things, but you do nothing but complain. And, and you're expecting me to sit here and be with you every day and like hang out? No, I'm not going to hang out with you. Sorry, I don't have time. I'm on a mission. I have a vision. I got a family to fucking look after. I like, you know, my vision is very big. I'm not going to go into my vision now, but you, you've, you've got to choose your time, right? And you've got to work on yourself harder than work on the job that you're working, right? That's that Jim Rohn uh, yeah. quote that I spoke about earlier. Um, that, like, if you want to become an entrepreneur, you've got to take it serious. Today, somebody called me and said, hey, um, I see what you're doing. I really love what you're doing. Um, I want to leave my nine to five. And I was like, okay, here's the game plan. Are you ready to, are you ready for this? Here's what it takes. Yeah. Six months, no Netflix. You and your girlfriend, you're going to have to tell her, excuse me. Sorry. I'm listen, darling. Do you want this life? Yes or no? So of course she's going to say yes. Okay. Then these are, these are the changes that are going to have to be made within the next six months. I'm going to call up all my friends that I normally hang out with. And I'm going to tell them I'm not going to be available for the next six months. After six months, we can talk again. No Netflix, work on yourself harder than on anything else. Just keep working at it. If you want to become financial free, that is the key thing, is to throw your fucking TV through the kitchen cabinets. <laughs> or the window. <laughs> or, the, or the oven. Or the fridge. Just put it in throw the, the fridge through the TV. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like that's Along those lines, yeah. That's that's where you're going. If you want and even if you want to become a musician and become successful, the same thing. Yes, rest. Yes, connect with you know nature and go for walks in the forest and all that stuff and meditate. All those things are very important to rest, right? There is no development unless we rest. But if you want to get somewhere, you have to sacrifice um some of the fun and the you know those kind of things it's uh, funny because yeah. um musicians will sacrifice a lot of time to practice um like i did that a lot of college like up to because i had a hand injury and then had to catch up time so i ended up doing eight hours a day uh, for the summer so one summer i just basically didn't go out um just played eight hours a day and then did that which built a lot of technique which is then is even if it fades a little bit it's always in there so i can recover that quite easily yeah um but then that's still kind of enjoyable, even though sometimes you do want to throw the guitar out the window. That still does take discipline, but then it's towards a definite goal musically. But then people won't want to put that amount of time into promoting themselves or working on the career or doing the other stuff that's required. But yeah, even I mean, that, you need to manage your time. Like, um, 
I could get through that eight hours a day and it was like a struggle towards like the last bit but then knowing that okay after this I'm going to have dinner and like watch a bit of TV because that's like the reward for doing it um, because uh, right. you've, you've put the work in and there's um, I was really watching a video recently there's some guy in Australia who's just crushing it with his business and his philosophy is yeah time management is very important and you can do too much of a grind I mean like for me personally I can be working on stuff at home and just do like a 13 hour day doing stuff but then your rate of productivity probably drops a bit even though you don't realize it and you might have been able to see that work in eight hours or less so his yeah. philosophy see what you think about this is you have like an intense period of like high productivity like maybe an hour or, or two hours and then you have like a little break and you allow yourself to play a bit to just kind of reset so you're more focused during that time um you're not burning out because obviously if you burn out then you have to rest and you're kind of wasting time but i found that yeah. helps me that's working out quite well because I'm doing stuff but then I need a little reward like oh, I was going to like have a workout or have some lunch or something but like it keeps like a high level of focus rather than trying to spread it all out and just like I've got to bust out 10 hours but if it's 10 poor hours it's not no. really worth it yeah absolutely and there is that um, there's also an element that is that that needs to be acknowledged here is how many businesses are you running right like if you are like what is your goal here is your goal <clears throat> is your goal to get to uh, you know ten thousand dollars a month is it do you have multiple websites to maintain do you have and and from that you know comes a lot of work multiple uh, social media as well can be quite a drain kind of you don't want to be doing too many and you've posted it the really same thing on each one it's not worth it no i would recommend um if if uh, if um if you want to succeed within a laser focused environment, which is the way to go first is to stick with one platform, own it completely, learn how to do organic marketing, which is unpaid right for free, where you where you exchange your, your time for money or, or your money for time actually. Um, and then eventually learn paid ad as well and succeed on that one platform know everything about it it only takes like 10 hours to learn everything about it right so just go to youtube and learn everything that you need to know you know the latest information about whatever it is facebook organic marketing facebook paid ad you know uh, you know all of the business suites and stuff like that it's super basic actually like you don't really need that much it's just overwhelming to think about it for a second yeah on a tech level it's quite easy to do it is and mean, all you yeah. need all you need to know is your is your target audience your absolute focus, like laser focused target audience. Who are you placing yourself in front of? Don't waste your time. So if you are, if you're not doing the research upfront, it's going to take a lot of time because you're going to be falling back and forth, left, right, center. You're sitting there till four o'clock in the morning, wondering why your boosted, you know, post, which you should not do by the way, um, is not working. It's, and it's only reached like fifty people, and you're there sitting there, you know, pulling your hair out you know, by, by dying candlelight. That I sounds think, yeah. really sad. Yeah, but you know what I mean? There. Like, don't go and then also on Twitch and building a presence on YouTube and try and expect the same thing on Instagram and on and all these things. Stay focused on one thing. If, if and when you're starting to make um, a decent income each month on the one platform, then start thinking about what is next especially in the organic world, because you're doing a lot of socializing in the organic world. 
if you want to succeed in the in organic social media uh, social media marketing so yes it's good to have your your thing set up but don't expect to be able to push everything forward equally and fast so if you've got the time like i know that you're doing like a lot of things right now and there's a lot of things that you're pushing forward and it takes time and it takes effort but you also know that this is not going to be an overnight thing right of course yeah this is a beautiful time actually where you are right now it's also where i am okay maybe i'm like a few steps in front of you because i've been doing it every day for the last three years yeah like i've <laughs> relentlessly like at least eight hours a day boom 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 website what is google what is like you know google analytics alone understanding google analytics that section there is like okay i need to know but then the, what the website and the gdprs and the cookies and the, you need to know all this stuff or your sites will be shut down so you know there's a lot of stuff that you need to so that's why i'm saying focus on one thing first and just go for it i did it very much sporadic first and i burned myself out I was doing two websites at the same time, two Instagram accounts, three Facebook uh, pages. Um, I don't know how many Facebook groups I was you know, running at the time, yeah. my own Facebook profile. And then, and then I, I said, fuck everything, right? I'm just gonna focus on one thing. And what happened? Within 23 days of that, of just focusing on the bam on just the one thing within 23 days after that i had my first ten thousand dollar month straight away because and i'm focused was that on Facebook one thing for you yes but that was just the, the platform you chose that you thought would be best at this time for what you're doing it's it, it was the one that i felt was most me I think that's like very important where, as well because when people have different uh, social media accounts and different platforms, they just kind of spam out the same content and it's it's got to be you. And um, it's a really good video. Someone said people forget the social in social media. They're just like putting out content regularly and spamming it and then people are like, oh, hey, you know, it's like walking into a room and like shouting and then walking out again. <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's no engagement there. You're just like chucking some leaflets in like, right, I'll see you in, in an hour when the next update comes. Because you're not engaging right. with people, so it's better to slowly engage to build that rather than just... And people can see oh. that it's disingenuine as well. Absolutely. No, there's nothing behind it. The, the, and, and you actually create distrust there because it's not only not building you up, but people are disconnecting with you. So the ones that are, are actually in your field already that, that yeah. know you, like you, and trust you are actually starting to not know you really they're like what hold on and dislike you and definitely not trust you anymore because now you're just spamming these people so be really careful with just blowing stuff up out there i mean i've done it in the past you know i'm like oh stressed out at night yeah, quickly put post, put a post out like who the fuck's waiting for a post at this time of night uh you know it is 24 just, hour though isn't it around the world so if you put something out true. someone's gonna look at it true but still like a stressed out post with like <laughs> this energy behind Oh, look at my new episode. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly post. Oh, now I can sleep. No, like, no, that's not going to convert. It's not going to convert. So, yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't burn. Don't burn those bridges. Those are beautiful bridges that you've made. It's an absolute 
shame to do that and be conscious of it. Like there are real people on the other side reading your posts, you know, like yesterday, a friend of mine died and um, I, um, he was a good friend. He was my first mentor, he my, like my first mentor in humanitarian, uh, in my humanitarian ventures. And um, I just wrote a post like from, like straight from the heart. Like there wasn't anything there. Like I need, you know, I didn't need to think about anything. It was just like straight. Here's a little poem actually, you know, it's like just something straight from the heart. I didn't think about it. And, um, and, and, and that went over really well for people. Like I didn't like, you know, it, it like, it wasn't my intention to gain from that. Right. It was, it, it was an expression and also to bring the attention to my friends that know him as well, that our friend is passed. And when I woke, I realized I had all these beautiful messages, you know, come back because it comes from the heart. You know, if it just says, you know, so-and-so died. Okay. Now you have like, okay, sure. But, it, but if you're actually expressing yourself, um, and speaking with your heart, not your mind. Don't speak with your mind. Like, you know, get your mind out of there. Speak with your heart. Speak from here, from your soul, from your, like, like from your gut and from your heart. That's a different, it's a different conversation. It's a different conversation that you have. If you're overthinking what you're going to write, you're already going the wrong direction. You need to just start writing. I think and it's stop also thinking when you um, allow yourself to be vulnerable so publicly, people can connect with that because that's the real person they connect with. And then they can say, oh, they feel the same as me and it's okay for them as well. And it's yeah. things have changed a lot. I mean, if you go back, say, to like the 80s and like big rock bands touring, obviously, music industry has changed massively in the business model mm. there, but things mm. could be a bit more distant, you know, and um, now social media, mobile phones, you know, you can take a picture of someone and like it's around the world. There's a bit more accountability as well, but things are very much more public. And then also now everyone's got the access and people want access more to their artists and their, you know, the people yeah, direct that look up access. To. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it yeah, could be yeah. like um, filming, you know, short clips from your kitchen on your Instagram account or like even if you're like a Hollywood A-lister or, you know, that kind of thing. So people want more of that connection. Yeah, yeah I love that. It's interesting what you just that. said about just speaking without thinking. There's... um. When a friend of ours, uh, like John, got married like years back, you weren't there and you'd um, sent in some words to be read out and uh, a friend of his did that. And it was really funny because the guy said, yeah, I've got some words from Tommy, although it's more of just a stream of consciousness. <laughs> like, it's just a, it's a nice sort of structure, but it just kind of like, but it was, it was really cool, like what you said. But it was, um, <laughs> cool. but that, that was the way he would, because he was like, wow, this is a bit different. It just kind of like go, it wasn't like a, oh, hello, yeah, that's my friend John. When I grew up, it was like, does this like stream straight in yeah straight no filter in. no worried about it just like let's go i remember yeah i was i think i was on the cruise ships then um yeah yeah it's a good example at that point there was no structure to anything in my life actually if i may say so myself <laughs> so like writing and copywriting uh, writing copy excuse me um although it's the same but for us musicians copywriting means something kind of different um, I had to learn that sort of the hard way, but you know, writing copy, like actually, you know, composing uh, structured, um, you know, context, 
so by that you mean just jump in for everyone like that means like a marketing post so instead of just writing like oh hi i've got a new course it's just kind of like hi do you want this and like does this help you out it's like writing that form that's called copywriting or writing copy correct yeah start um, starting normally with a pain point you know something that your 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 target audience is struggling with and that's why it's important to have an avatar and an solving avatar, that problem for them that's right it it actually always starts with your avatar so if you've got sarah who's 55 who's single she's got a dog um she wants to leave her secretary job because she's more passionate about taking photography in the caribbeans you know then you know sarah is going to be your you know that's the one who you're going to be targeting so you're going to be speaking to sarah instead of you know jonathan who's 23 who's a rock star who isn't looking for anything that's just you know wasted um you know wasted reach really so it's really important to have avatars for your business even as musicians you have to have an avatar and it doesn't just have to be one avatar it can be multiple avatars as well but you got to start with one and the best avatar to start with is yourself so especially for me, with music you write music for yourself don't you and your yeah. target audience when you start out especially is your own age group isn't it yeah exactly exactly so for me i write love songs i write you know and now i write conscious songs very very much about consciousness and like it's not so much about <clears throat> the 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 hurt that's going on in the world but i'm much more focused on the beauty you know what's going on in the world right so my target audience is also more mature you know so there's no there's no point in trying to target an 18 year old who wants to jump around in a mush pit versus a 55 year old who likes let's say sting and peter gabriel and maybe more sophisticated you know music right well that's what you resonate little... with more now isn't it yeah yeah and actually i already resonated with that back in the day but i was much more like rage against the machine kind of style even though I loved Elvis and I actually, you know, cried by candlelight to George Michael's careless whisper. At I think one you've, point. you've always had you know, quite six. a, um, a wide listening palette. Yeah. Like mine's expanded, but mine was definitely a bit more narrow when I met you. Guitar college just like rock that sort. Yeah. That's but it. you did appreciate everything though. Whatever we were playing, you were like, Oh yeah. I remember you were doing a, you were doing a gig somewhere and you're in a, in a, in a van with an English black guy, I think, or an African dude who was playing reggae music and you didn't really grasp the reggae element yet until you were in that van, whether that was intoxicated or not. I don't know. <laughs> oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can tell the story of that. Yeah. So it's, um, some tent work and, um, I was working on a building yard. So we're basically just unloading scaffolding poles and planks onto trucks into the warehouse. And then we tell them to take them out of the warehouse into the trucks very boring um yeah sometimes they go on deliveries and so i'd sometimes ride along with them and i'd never really heard bob marley in context because i'd heard bob marley and i was like yeah it seems pretty good but then there was all sorts of reggae on the radio and like some was good some wasn't great and then a bob marley song came on i was like oh wow now i get it you know like that is why he's that different it's a bit like hearing um like elvis or uh, Jimi Hendrix in context you know if you listen to what was around at the time and then they came out it's like a bomb going off but <laughs> if you compare like Elvis to Metallica you think like well he's a bit like mm, rock and roll he's not that hardcore but then if you look what else was going on he just completely blew it away you know so Absolutely. understanding it on in context you kind of hear it properly especially the rhythm section and uh, yeah the bass of course uh, family man 
and uh, those kind of people who 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 basically invented bass lines because the transistor radios i'm going off topic now but i love it uh, it's all transistor... on the topic of general creativity music yeah, 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 like, yeah it's but... all good you know you're still on topic yeah, yeah 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 okay i won't drift off too far back in the day then this is willie nelson's theory but i completely understand what he's talking about and i think it's true back in the day in 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 jamaica they had transistor radios that didn't have the big boom boxes with the subs and stuff like that so the only thing that they were hearing was american music so let's say blues or let's say you know country music right so if if you if you do not have the bass like you know the one five thing um then then all you would have is the Just mid the range and right so what are you going to do so like if it was slower that that is a one drop <laughs> you might have to do that a little bit louder on the mic because like all people are going to be hearing it but yeah right, i can so, see what you're doing. <laughs> so be because they were so limited with what they had they had to invent their own bass lines and their own backbeat which was called a one drop the famous one drop uh rock steady ska uh reggae music you know those genres were invented there you know they were they were inspired by world music let's just call it world music for now lame term but uh and you know caribbean music as well uh, some then, african origin in there as well Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, um, and a little bit of splife. I think that plays a big part in it because obviously not everyone in the Caribbean smokes daily, and not all Rastafarians smoke weed. But it's hot out there, and if you are smoking weed, you're you're quite relaxed. <laughs> it's different kind of energy level to say someone in Siberia. I don't know, but it's um, yeah. you know that yeah. you can see kind of where that vibe would come from, on, or where that would resonate with people there right like the sun wouldn't have beat you down enough already right and now you're gonna go and smoke a spliff as well you're like <laughs> yeah let's just lay here now well that's basically why reggae is not fast <laughs> yeah 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 um rock steady is much more upbeat and 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 ska um ska you know reggae slow down ska let's say uh, and rock steady is about halfway you know uh, it's interesting you know, how much drugs have influenced music because you take things like punk and like motorhead and then like thrash metal like speed it's <laughs> like mm. a big part of that because they were literally just like off the face <gasps> on that you know so it's yeah that definitely pushed yeah. that they did obviously want to push uh, music a bit more aggressive than it had been before but yeah definitely chemicals were involved in that and it wasn't <laughs> yeah and, and honestly like you care less i I, I didn't give a shit when I was on coke. I didn't give a shit when I was on weed. It was like I was doing everything else but what I needed to do. It was the same with booze. Like, unless I was playing shows, um, I couldn't play uh, shows on on weed. Um, I did. it was what you needed to do because that was a... You wanted to experiment, kind of, like, experience it and kind of get it out of your system in a certain sense because, it's again, it's one of those things like artistic suffering, like getting high or getting wasted is kind of romanticized or oh, that's something you've got to do as an artist but um 
you obviously wanted to experience that and then once you have you're like okay that's cool that's what it is but then I don't need to do that every day and I think that you don't need to be on drugs to make good art but no, you don't. Um, you don't. I think that people who are very creative who are willing to push more boundaries and go further and explore things generally are more likely to experiment with drugs and drinking too much and do those kind of things so you don't need to do that but I think the sort of people who are more open-minded generally if the Venn diagram like some of those interested people will take drugs and if people who are totally against drugs which is fine you know they can still make good art but then they might just have less interesting things that they've been involved in or they're less likely to push boundaries and go outside the box and yeah, yeah. do you get what I'm saying does that make sense yeah, yeah, or what are your thoughts yeah, on yeah, that yeah. I, I... When I saw myself in 1999, I think it was, we did this massive show in the north of Spain, this at, at, at this square, and um, I don't know, like 10,000 people or something like that. And we were doing everything under the sun in his hotel room, like, which we never did. But for that show, suddenly we were like, Wah! all over the place. <laughs> rockstar and mode. So, <laughs> rockstar mode, or at least we thought. Unfortunately, it was all recorded and live on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Is so it still can, on YouTube somewhere? <laughs> I hope not. I hope so. Um, but yeah, like if you listen back, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, what? And if you look back, it's like, mm, no, <laughs> no. Maybe get inspired with it and then create yeah. in your own space. Um, but like for me anyway, that that served nothing except from like a faster heartbeat and super excitement. Like I was so excited. But then back in the day, I, I, I shifted to reggae music into more soulful music and playing live. And um, I, I wouldn't drink. Like for reggae music, I couldn't drink at the same time and play music. I, it, was, it was really like for reggae music, it was good to smoke. Um, but sometimes I would do like multiple shows a night and the first one might be like reggae and the next one is like hardcore metal. So now I'm stoned coming from a reggae show to like this nineties metal show yeah. where everybody's fucked up on Jack Daniels and I'm just, yeah, man, like, hey, and everybody's like, and I'm like, no, <laughs> paranoid as fuck. Give me Jack Daniels right now. So that, I mean, that was such an up or downer, up or downer, up or downer. I got stopped one time by, by, uh, by SWAT team. SWAT team? SWAT team? Is that what you call it? Yeah. SWAT. What were they raiding the place? Yeah, I basically was speeding to get from one show to another, and uh, man, such a not such a different chapter of my life now. Um, anyway, I was caught open containers in the in the car. Uh, it's like you couldn't run smoke. very fast because you just baked off your tears. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't I, actually. I wasn't even drunk because I came from a wedding and it was outside. It was really hot, and they offered me a beer, and I only drank half of it. I was like, yeah, it's like I need like whatever. Um, but then I went to a reggae show, and um, yeah, I was stopped, and um, you know they found my shit, and I learned a lot from that. You know, I had to do community. This is years ago, of course, right? Like over 10 years ago 
um, I did a community service, which was actually really great for me because I loved that environment. I love the I love working with people who are a little bit challenging to to deal with um, because I come from that hospitality and customer service background. So it's I find it very um, exciting to be around challenging people, so to speak. So because everybody there was also in in that uh, part of the job yeah. because they were breaking the law. So, but that creates like another awakening, you know, you're like, wait, I should not really be with these people because I, I, that's not like, I'm not in it. I'm not here because I'm breaking into houses because somebody screwed me over, over, over a bag of Coke. This is not my, this is not where I need to be. So I, 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 I drastically changed a lot of things, especially over the last 15 years. Uh, that eventually have gotten me to where I am now, where it's much more about, and, and again, mindset, it's all about mindset. The foundational element is learning about mindset, learning about self-development, learning about your, your vision of the life that you want to live, even the legacy that you want to leave behind, not for ego's sake, but for what that can do for other people and yeah. the people that you leave behind. So that's, I, it, it's such a drastic difference um, but we are here to grow you know we're not here to stall as <laughs> that's um, that's a chorus of mine that I wrote the other day and um, yeah like unless unless you're never wanting to go out of your bubble and really explore things um, which is actually where the most critical people live right? The people that have never tried, the people that have actually grown a sour taste of success or because they, they really didn't explore it themselves. Um, you will never find a much more successful person discouraging you, you know, but you'll find people that, yeah. that you left behind years ago that never went anywhere and said, I don't know, Tommy, I, I don't think you should do it. You're telling me to not do it? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, no, let's just stay here then. Yeah, because it makes them feel what better the... about their own failures. Yeah. So for you, uh, what do you think were the main turning points um, to just shift in that mindset, going from like, right, I've done the kind of music thing, and now I just really want to like step up and level up in life? Do you think it's maybe that you've been through those things, you're like, well, that was cool, I'm done with that now, I want to do something different? Or what do you think was key in wanting to mm. change? Because you have to want to change, don't you? Yeah, you do. There were a few elements actually. Um, I I moved continent. Um, I had different needs. I got a daughter. Um, COVID hit as well, which gave me time to kind of really sit and think. Okay, what is it that I actually want? You know, I want to make the. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, I don't want to burn more time on working hard. I don't mind working hard, but it's got to be smart. It's got to get results. Yeah, yeah, mass results, and quicker than than the way that I used to do it. I was very burned out with um, writing songs, doing shows at the same time, and then. Um, 
the songs that I wrote became festivals and then organizing those festivals and then doing radio shows and TV shows and all that stuff and the interviews and the meetings with the city officials and the sponsors and all of that stuff. That's a massive undertaking time-wise uh, and effort as well. It's great. I mean, Huge amount of network, energy going to that, yeah. Huge, which was great because I learned a lot. Like, and, and I met the most amazing and beautiful people uh, that exist in your community right now as well, whoever's listening to this. Those people exist. If you think that this life, this world is like going downhill spiral fast, it's not. There's a lot of beautiful things that are happening in your community. You just need to jump. You just need to acknowledge it, understand it, and then you, eventually you will believe it. So my the, the reason why I wanted to do it was because, or why I wanted to, one, start earning a lot more was because I did not want to do and spend all that time driving around and meeting all these people. My goal is to set up my own foundation, right? That is a part of my vision. So there I can work from, and there I can have my team, and there I can, you know, basically fulfill my vision when it comes to the charity element of my four whys, of, of, my, um, of my personal four whys, of my, of my four personal pillars the reasons actually. for doing things yeah the why yeah the purpose yeah yeah exactly the why and so i realized and and i've always been entrepreneur minded i've always loved the creativity behind being an entrepreneur and uh, because it it gave me energy it gave me energy to communicate with people and to create things and to create a business uh whether it would fail or not whether it would like you know we would like we've literally just i've i've just dissolved a company you know in the uk uh with something that we tried and it didn't work out cool well we changed our mind next yeah not everything's going to work apparently one in yeah. 10 businesses fail even for like successful entrepreneurs like you just got to keep trying stuff because yeah hey, you can't just do yeah, one yeah, yeah. thing keep plugging away at it if it doesn't work yeah, don't be too disheartened. I was very disheartened with that particular one and I realized how deep I was emotionally. Uh, but there was also, uh, the, the, there was other things happening in that as well where um, where things were, yeah, just get rid of it. You know, we just got rid of it uh, and said, okay, it didn't work out. Cool, next, really, like literally that easy. You know, if 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 a band doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. What's the point in you know kicking this dead horse? No, stop. Stop wasting your time with these people that are not wanting to. It's probably people yeah. that are probably not wanting to change, and they probably don't have the same vision as you. The same whatever. Just build your own thing. Do your own thing. That's kind of where I was anyway. Like because I was already like that entrepreneur minded, trying to go forward in life like seeking for you know for you know for the next level of life and like where where if i was a flower i was ready to bloom but i was being held back to stay in my cocoon that rhymes you are a beautiful flower <laughs> <laughs> and um you know being held back i was like no go go so it, it actually ended up um, in like losing some friends out of that as well because there was frustration from their side frustration from my side and um but it needed to happen for you know for me to become uh the person who i want to become in life you know and everyone deserves that they deserve that too you know yeah. they should not be they should not be dragged into the wrong direction just because of me 
Yeah, and you know? you'll have all so, learned something mutually from that. You know, you've all got experiences and things that you need to get from it. And then, yeah, it's just the time to then go your separate ways yeah. on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just, just let it go. Let it go. I mean, you, you know, we had like a few thousand people on Facebook followers and whatever. I'm not going to be tied down to numbers here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we had songs out and beautiful, beautiful creations, really absolutely fantastic. But like, I don't want to die of stress. You know, I don't. Yeah, it, it really does uh, take a toll on you, doesn't it? And it's a real cumulative damage. Yeah. I also refuse to work with assholes. Like anyone that's like that, that I know. And that was the last three years of my life in the States when I was still full time there. It's like, I realized how damaging it was to work with the wrong people, even if they were great players or great producers, sound engineers. It's like, I'm just not feeling this, just not feeling this. And then eventually I just came clean to myself and said, nope, I'm not accepting this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to take this gig, even though I need it because you're a douche. Like at one point I was playing in front of um, certain flags that were at that time were very controversial. A bit spicy, yeah. And I played um, guitar in front of the flag and I was like, damn it, what the fuck am I doing here? Like I was very vigilant with cameras and phones being pulled out and stuff like right. that. I kept, kept on yeah. jumping behind this, kept on jumping behind the, the monitor, like the speakers, you know? Uh, like hiding I was like what the fuck I should have just said no man yeah here I am like doing this for whatever it was 100 bucks just horrible choose you gotta choose your people you gotta you choose your people you choose your destiny you choose your vision start working on your vision create a mission and uh, just go after it you know and it might actually not have to do anything with music what not what not doing it in music has created for me has created much more inspiration now to sit down and write and actually you know actually play the piano for a change and you know construct songs and sit down of what i'm learning right now like i don't have the stress to worry about where my next gig is going to come from for example, yeah. or my drive there, or my loading, or my loadout, my load in, my the uh, you know being able to afford uh, something, um, and then the practicing. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, the music element, but everything that's uh, that surrounds it. I was just kind of done with it for you know for then, and I was very disheartened. I was very unmotivated and very. Um, I lost my passion. I remember doing one solo, one of my last shows on. Uh, on stage in the in 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 the states, I was standing there doing some kind of a country cover, and it was my time to do the solo. And I was like, "Fuck no! It's three hundred fifty bucks for the show, but please take my money. Let me pack up my shit, get back into the car, and smoke a cigarette while my window's down, driving home. Please, <laughs> I don't want to do it." Yeah, this is very hard for sort of like non-musicians to understand because sometimes, like. You, they look you know looking in they're like oh wow you're doing gigs and things like but you can get really burnt out and it does become a job because again this is going back to what we were saying earlier about the sort of suffering artist because ideally you'd be playing the type of music you want to play with the people you want to play with <clears throat> and get paid for it and that's super rare 
So yeah. quite often you have to take um, other side things. So you might be playing in bars or like weddings or corporate functions and other things. So you're sort of a hired hand, which is, again, it is better than stacking food in a supermarket shelf. No respect to anyone that's doing that right now. But, um, sure. you know, it's it's definitely better than some jobs. And I've done loads of sort of odd jobs and things. But it does become a job as well. And because it's not at your passion, again, trying to explain, let's say if you were a chef, and you're basically doing sandwiches during the day, you know, people are like, oh yeah, but you like cooking food. And like, ah, this isn't really cooking food, you know. It's not using your skills as much and your passion isn't there. And then you're just doing it for the money. And then, yeah, you can just get burned out. And then even things like just driving to the gig, which can be quite long to get there, unloading all the gear, doing the whole thing. It's a whole day's work. And then pack up, drive two hours sometimes when you're knackered at one in the morning. So, yep. And even if you've got like a residency gig, like you play in a hotel or a cruise ship, like it can be fun for a while, but then you're literally doing it every day. And then you're just like, just grinding it out. And like, you need to be able to play a certain amount of hours a day. And then you just, the passion goes. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to be doing this. And like, and quite often if people on holiday or they're drunk, they're not even listening. They like, they don't care. You don't care. And it's like, it's so or different. Or they're giving to... you cheers or they're giving you cheers for like, that's, that's false boosting your ego. Or if it's because material it's you don't like. And they like it, and you're like, "Yeah, this song's shit." And you're like, "Oh, it's really good." And like, I hate status quo, just for example. Like, or like, I've played yeah. a lot of Adele music, and like, it's not really my thing to play it. So you're just playing that, and people either like it or don't, and like, you don't even care. And it's, um, yeah. So you can get burnt out in the same way as if you're doing like a, a regular nine to five job, because it's just it not. Sort of, especially I found um, when I was doing a lot of the cruise stuff, the music was very easy to play, and like, I like quite difficult music and quite intricate guitar parts and things when a lot of that's not required you know in an afternoon pool set you know but um you feel your skills going a bit rusty and then it's like okay well i could do some practice outside of that i've got some time to do that but then mm, too tired or let's go to the beach and get drunk instead you know we could put some new songs in but we'd have to rehearse in like can't be asked and so you just fall into this like ah uh, and that's not why you started no yeah yeah do not be phased by uh, by cheering and or criticism, because if you're relying on your ego to be filled, you're going to be extremely se um, sensitive to criticism. Do not rely on either; they are both false. Just do what you love. Don't rely on people, on people's praise, because it's not worth it in the long run because if you're doing it for that particular reason then at the end of your life at 85 years old you're going to have that regret you're going to be like yeah i did it for the wrong reason so if you already know that then don't even you know go there i think yeah um, with the starving artists because they're kind of looking long term already even though from their like narrow position but it's like they still want to look back and say yeah well i did my thing even though if it didn't work or didn't get a lot of money like i always did my thing i was true to it so there's Right. truth in that yeah. but then it's you're not looking at the complete picture then you can be successful and abundant whilst doing that as well although like you said sometimes you have to like step back for a little while adjust what you're doing and then build other things so then you can do that yeah 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 and create things that create revenue right create things that one you are passionate about and then two that is going to um, create an income so like another stream of income you know, and it doesn't have to be multiple streams of income straight away. Don't get too diluted into the multiple aspects, but get some, like, um, like for instance, I love high ticket affiliate marketing. This is not a pitch, 
but I got to go there for a minute. Yeah, can you just Why do I explain what that is? Because a lot so, of people won't uh, know what that is. So, um, okay, so first affiliate marketing is you are a third party between the the product and the client right so the person who's looking for for something you are the one who's providing that so that is called an affiliate for something right um and then um the high ticket which in google is a definition of a thousand dollars and up. more yeah yeah um under that it's mid ticket or low ticket so $45 for example for a commission it's low ticket yeah it could be seen mid ticket if you're used to 50 right per commission then 45 is kind of uh, it's decent but if you're used to $2000 sales like for me for example and I'm selling a $50 thing and I'm only getting 10% of that let's say $5 I would have to sell uh, 10,000 of those to make one sale that I normally make, you know what I mean? It's like driving so, a Ferrari and you sell toy cars. You like you, you've already leveled it's up. It's like no, like yeah, like unless you're introducing people to the business, then you want to introduce, you know, low ticket first, then mid ticket, and now you're going up to the ten k's, etc. You know, or the two or the five or the tens or even the twenties or the forties or even more. You know, like the sky is absolutely limitless when it comes to selling stuff. You know, like. Like people are selling yachts, right? Let's just be, you know, realistic there. So for me, whenever I went into the online marketing thing and I tried it out and I saw how much people were making, I wanted to do that, but I didn't want to do it heartless. So I realized that I could help other people earn tons of money by introducing this to the right people, right? Yeah. At the same time, I am earning. Yeah. At the same time, exactly, it's got to be something that creates success for other people. Otherwise, what the fuck am I doing? So then I realized that I could make these commissions, which is high ticket, which is now, which is, I guess it's a new term since internet or whatever, since this whole like online world. Um, so high ticket affiliate marketing. That's what I went into because suddenly I realized, wait a minute, I see my friends struggling guys, did you know that this shit exists? And they're like, uh, huh? Or they were like, hell yeah, I know about it. What you got? And I'm like, well, look at this thing. And then they're like, yeah, man, let's do it. Here you go, it's $2,000. No, commissions. Another $2,000, another $2,000. So then it just comes down to being able to position yourself as a business um, owner slash brand. Actually, I'm a brand. I think as I'm well, not- uh, a very important thing is, again, going back to mindset. Um, the Harvecker, I actually went to one of the seminars in London like years back, and he talks about the financial thermometer, was the blueprint. So he's saying like... The, the financial thermostat. Yeah, so you're basically in this kind of like one level of earning, and it's um, you need to be comfortable with more money, because um, people have their sort of their different points on the thermostat, for example. So um, some people lottery winners will get a lot of money and then lose it because they have that mindset of small money whereas some people could be rich and like lose a billion dollars and they get it back again because they're used to being in that area so it does take a lot of personal work to be able to like crank yourself up the levels to be comfortable with doing that because if you're not resonating with that even if it does come along you won't you won't vibe with it so to speak and then you won't be able to operate on that level and it doesn't work for you so 
Um, yeah. And a lot of people, again, struggling musicians are in that low level. Uh, have you got any advice for getting getting yourself leveling up into a better zone on that? I would, I would immediately, today, right now, straight after this call, buy Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. It's the, and it's a bestseller as well. It's got all of the credential, you know, behind it. Um, like you say, it is about the the financial thermostat, which is basically what you're used to, right? But what you're used to is also something that you believe. And it's holding yourself back because you still see yourself on that, let's say, bottom level of the ladder and you need to yeah. go up. Yeah. Yeah. So my number um, for the year is 333,000, right? Like I've done the math that if you take the 40% off for taxes. Let's just, uh, let's just talk about like the boring shit for a minute. 40% will be taken off for taxes. 40% has to go to investment for you to become financially free. You only have 22%, sorry, you only have 20% left for your bills, for your food, for your holiday, for your car, for your insurances, for everything you do, every day anyway your rent your mortgage all that shit 20 percent. so if you if you go for let's say one hundred thousand, right and these are numbers these are these are real numbers yeah, yeah. this this is happening in that world okay if you have 100 if you want to become a millionaire i have a million dollars okay 40 percent is going to go to taxes 40 percent is going to go to investment you're left with 20 percent, which is two hundred thousand. sorry what did you say you're a what <laughs> yeah, I'm a, gone, yeah. I was once a millionaire. Now I'm at 200,000. So that's where your financial uh, thermostat is basically, is you need to be earn, earning five times more to um, like after all expenses, right? So not just that 20%, that 20% needs to be a part of your expenses, right? And then after that, so if you want to become a millionaire, right? And, and, and you want to remain being a millionaire, one, you have to learn about investment, which also Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is great advice. And T. Harv Eker's private um, tuition as well. Once you get going with it, you'll be addicted and you'll be like, yeah, this this makes complete sense. And it's this how to how manage I... a portion of your income up, isn't it? Like yeah. Put some, do, yeah. put some here, put some here, do this, put this expenses so you're managing it properly. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to remain being an entrepreneur, that one, I'm uh, sorry, if you want to remain being an, a millionaire, your number, if you want to keep 1 million um, every year, let's say, if that is, if you want to be a millionaire, you've got to remain being a millionaire, or unless you just want to do it one time and just say, hey, I did it, and then go back to your 95, um, which I don't know why you would want to do that. But um, you've got to earn 80% uh, more Right, so that that twenty percent is at the at the one million. Okay, so if you want to live a millionaire's life, that's what you should be aiming for. Of course, it is unrealistic to straight away say, okay, now, yeah, okay, well, how about five hundred million? Okay, five hundred million. Okay, but <laughs> yeah. but why? Why? What is your why? What what are your whys? What is your vision? And how are you going to get there? Break that down. Break down what you want like where you want to get to break it down step by step and then start from the beginning and start saving money and money management 
It's really important. Money management is also explained in Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, great to talk to you again. And again, this is something that a lot of creative people struggle with is um, shifting into a business mindset and just even like the motivation to shift into a business mindset. So yeah, lots of value in there. Is there any links you'd like to share or should we put them in the description? Yeah, just go to tommyboywith3eyes.com. Awesome. And uh, go to the contact me and if you if you want to brainstorm ideas or whatever, or if you need advice, books or readings or financial advice or whatever, just hit me up there, tommyboy3eyes.com. And Tommy can put you on the path to success. He can help you personally. And also has a podcast called Coffee with Tea, which is worth checking out. Yeah, man. Rastafari. All right. Nice one. Speak to you later, man. Later. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And do let us know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to earn money with no effort at all, simply by having your phone on, the data's being sold around the world anyway, and the Tapestry app helps you take a cut. Link in the show notes.